Hello, and welcome to episode 448 of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gregory. Thank you so much for joining me this week for the podcast. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, I really do appreciate you spending a few minutes out of your week to check out the podcast. Don't forget, November, I lied, October 30th through November 3rd, the Photoshop Virtual Summit 5 is happening. Head up onto the Jump Show notes for this week's episode. You can get a link to register for a free week of Photoshop training. Over 30 hours of content, 40 classes, 20 different instructors, all sorts of amazing things. Lots of new stuff in Photoshop, lots of new stuff in Camera Raw, so lots of things to cover this time in this session as Adobe's dropped one of their biggest updates to Photoshop in a long time. So head on up to the show notes, click on that link, register for that free week of training. I've got two classes up there, one on troubleshooting Photoshop and one 45 tips in camera raw in 45 minutes. You think I talk fast on the podcast? <laughs> what do you check out that class? All right. This week, I wanted to talk about something that I was, that's related to a conversation I was having with a friend who has had an experience very similar to something I went through a number of times in my career, particularly back when I was working in IT. They have been working at a job and they were at a startup early on. They weren't one of the first employees, but they were one of the first employees. And over the years, the corporation has sort of evolved and grown and changed. And this happened to me in several of my jobs. I had a small company. It was technology I was passionate about. It was a team I was passionate about. We were doing something we thought was interesting. And then slowly over years, usually, layers come in, things change, consultants come in, new executives are hired, the board changes, things shift. And all of a sudden, the conversations we have and the way we talk about our work shifts. It moves from doing something that I'm passionate about, something I love, something I'm engaged to, to something that I'm doing that I'm passionate about, but I'm also now dealing with this extra layer of things. And there's a sort of corporatization of how we actually work. And that starts to show up in things like, you'll hear about SMART goals, that all goals should be SMART. All goals should be measurable. All goals should have an outcome. We should have stretch goals. We should think of what we can do in six months and then what can we do just if we push ourselves a little harder? What if everybody works a little bit of more overtime? What if everybody works on weekends? What if everybody does this extra little bit? We start to hear things like synergy. We start to hear some of these corporate buzzwords. And those buzzwords are in some ways interesting, but they also are, I think, symptomatic of a bigger problem in that the way we engage and the way we try to get people to commit to doing work is somewhat fundamentally broken. We take people who are passionate about something they're doing, something they're interested in they're doing, and then we put some interesting constraints that meet the needs of somebody else. And we can in unintentionally or intentionally sort of break the ability of somebody to be successful, to stay engaged, to continue to want to do what they're passionate about. That's one of the things that happened to my friend. All of a sudden it was, I was doing a job that I loved and I was doing it at a high level, a very, very high level. And I was successful at it. And the more I got corporatized, the more I got told what is makes a good employee and to behave like a good employee, the worse and worse I got at it. The less I got done, the more meetings I was in, the less productive I felt, the more tired I got, the less engaged I was getting. And I think this is sort of analogous to something that can happen to us in our photography. And so as I was having this conversation where I used to have it with myself every time I changed jobs, as I was having that conversation with this friend, I realized this is a conversation, again, I have sometimes with my own photography. There is a 
a passion and an interest and an engagement I have around my photography and the photo education I do and the mentoring I do and the people I work with. And I love that work. And I think one of the reasons I love that work is it hasn't become something else. It hasn't become something that it shouldn't be. I'm not having to rely on SMART goals to measure whether or not I'm effective. I'm not having to set three-month goals and then what if I stretch myself a little more? I know what I want to do. I know what I'm committed to doing. I know the things I want to photograph. I know the way I want to photograph them. Sometimes I have to wait six months a year for things to show up for me to photograph because I want to photograph something in the spring and it happens to be the fall. I've got a structure in a way that's allowing me to maintain my creativity. And one of the things that I realized was that the times I'm feeling less creative, the times I'm feeling like I'm starting to disconnect from my photography are the times where I'm letting sort of that corporate energy, that corporate speak start to creep into my creative process. I start to think, wow, I need to have my Lightroom catalog cleaned up and I'd like to have it cleaned up in two months. So if I break that down into these small tasks and I do it this way and I measure it and I mark it and I success it and I tell people about it and they check up on me, that all it does is frustrate me more because that's not necessarily the way my creative process works. My creative process is not bound by, do I get things done at a set time and a set date? Now, the business side of my photography is absolutely that way, but the creative side, it gets stymied under that model. I'm not a person who gets the opportunity to say, oh, you know, this is the way I work. This is the way I'm going to reward myself with a 3% increase in photographic processing because I did XYZ better this year. So I get to buy three more megabytes of RAM. It doesn't work that way for me. It doesn't work that way for a lot of the people I know in the creative process. And when they start to listen to, is it measurable? How are you comparing against another? How do you stack rank against your peers? And that shows up in social media likes. I hear people say all the time, I don't understand why I don't get as many likes as this other person. That is reinforced through our corporatization of our creative process. And we have to break that model for a lot of us to be successful. We can't apply the same thing that we get told at work to that process. And as I started to realize how much of that sort of speak is in my vernacular, I recognize that even just a lot of the terms, the way I describe how I approach my photography, how I think about my photography, and how when people ask me questions, I sort of refrain back into that process of sort of that corporatization, that idea of profits over X, Y, Z, whatever it is that we're making money, we're doing these things, we have to get money. I make photographs and people ask me all the time, well, where are you selling it? Have you sold any? Are they in the gallery? Which is something I've talked about on the podcast before, but that is part of that conversation is driven out of things that have money have value. That's a, a corporate capitalist concept, capitalist idea. And that's not necessarily what our, again, creative practice is about. Our creative practice is great. It's nice to make money. It's great to sell photographs. It's great to be able to pay for our hobbies and our livelihood and all those things. But the measure of what we do and how we create and what we see isn't measured in dollars and cents. It's measured in a more intangible reward. You know, going back to the, you know, Dorothea Lang, I photograph so I can see the world. There's not a dollar amount on that. I photograph so I can learn to see the world so that I know that it has value of $10. 
That's not the way we conceptualize the creative process and the creative act. And so one of the things that I'm encouraging people to start to do when they're thinking about why am I stuck? Why is my creative practice sort of stalled? I don't have any goals. I don't have any objectives. I don't have anything. And I've got to get those. Are those really the right questions to be asking yourself? Are those the things that are truly going to make you successful in your photographic practice? Going out and saying, okay, now I have smart, measurable goals and I'm going to achieve them and I'm going to follow those down the line. Or is it more organic than that? Is it about listening to what your heart says, what your passion says, what your interest lies, and you start to move in that direction? And that there's not necessarily a hard timeline. Now, of course, sometimes you get a timeline. The gallery, the show, the photo club, they need photos by the end of the month. You got to deliver by the end of the month. But in our normal process, in our normal thinking, in our normal way of being, why punish ourselves for something that we are arbitrarily doing to ourselves. Nobody else is coming in and making that statement. We are making the assumption that that's the measure of success. Does the SMART goal get achieved? But what if the process is more, what is the experience of living the creative life? What is the experience of living through my photography and seeing the world through my photographs? What does that mean? What is that value? What does that look like? What does that do to change the conversation you have with yourself from I'm not very successful in my photography because I'm not shooting enough, I'm not selling enough, I'm not printing enough, I'm not doing enough to what are the things that I'm seeing in the world differently because I use a camera? How am I thinking differently about my relationships with family, friends, society, social issues, the environment, trees, plants, leaves, whatever you're photographing? How is that relationship fundamentally changing because you're thinking about how you see because of the way you photograph. That's not necessarily something that's going to have that precise measurement on it. It's more nebulous than that. It's a little more squishy than that. It takes us time to articulate that. And again, that artificial pressure to say, this is what we need to do to measure success in our creative process. Again, I think it's just something that we need to really evaluate if that is necessarily the best foot to put forward, the right foot to put forward in order to be successful. So as my friend continues to think about their new job and wanting to go back to where they're doing something that they're passionate about, and for the love of what they're doing, they're intrinsically doing the work. They don't need to be told they need measurable goals. They're just being successful, being them that that's the same thing we need with our photography. Can I be successful being me in my photography without some sort of artificial constraint? Can I give myself a different set of language, a different set of way of thinking, a different way of thinking about how I might approach my photography that's a little different? Maybe it's a 90 degree move from that particular sort of structure we've set ourselves up in as the mark of success. And we might find a more interesting or a more palatable, or a more comfortable, or a more rewarding sort of success. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of The Perceptive Photographer. Don't forget to check out the Photoshop Virtual Summit here at the end of the month. And if you're not a subscriber of the podcast, go ahead and click that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. That Make sure that you don't miss any of the episodes that come out every Monday, and also helps other people who need to find the podcast to kind of get hooked into their creative process and their creative way of thinking, help find the podcast. So thanks for doing that. Again, have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time.